Mini Wargamer Dave here from MiniWargaming.com. Welcome, Wargamers, to the Shrine of Chaos. Today, we have Liam Dempsey as our special guest. You may have seen him before on his YouTube channel. You may have seen him on DeploymentZone.tv. You may have seen him with Winters SEO. You may have just seen him. You may have recognized <laughs> his uh, big beard coming from across the sidewalk and uh, hidden for cover because of the orbital bombardment that is hidden inside. Whatever it is, uh, this is Liam. Thank you very much for joining me today. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. It's, it's This is weird. Like, I'm so used to being the host for podcasts and stuff. It's super strange to be the guest. But it's awesome to speak to you nice. properly for the first time. That's not over WhatsApp or Facebook. This is quite nice. That's actually true. Have we had uh, a proper face-to-face uh, via internet before? No, this is the first time. It it's, is the first time. I think it's... I think it started on Facebook, and then we moved to WhatsApp, and now and now we finally get to gaze upon each other's beautiful face. Well, on your beautiful face. Hey, um, you're too kind with your words. Uh, it is laced with some trickery. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> All the trickery. All the zinch trickery, yeah. I thought you'd uh, appreciate that. So for the live viewers, uh, we are doing a couple giveaways today. We have some heavy Cadian, heavy Cadian, Cadian heavy weapon squad that we're going to be giving away. And then we also have some kill team terrain, some uh, kill zone sector munitorum environment expansion terrain boxes. I say boxes plural because there's actually a couple boxes that we'll be giving away. So uh, for those of you who are joining us right now, which is uh, the handful, if people are asking later on, did they do the giveaway yet? You can answer them, they have not. So, but <laughs> there is a giveaway and we are doing it very shortly. So uh, Liam, uh, I have a number of questions that uh, that are burning in my brain that I'd like to know the answer to. Uh, okay. So one of which is uh, deployment zone TV. Okay. Yeah. This uh, this is something that has hit the wargaming scene by storm. It's been around for a while. And uh, if you would, could you explain what it is for those who don't know? Yeah, so Deployment Zone Television has kind of evolved recently. Uh, so very, 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 very briefly, I'll talk about the love story that was me and Winters to start with because that's kind of how it was born. Love story um, that involves he, Winters? Is that what you're... Yeah, yeah, because oh, oh, okay. yeah, he always gets it wrong as well. He always tells the story wrong and I get really angry at him. And then when it gets to our anniversary, we just don't talk to each other. But um, <laughs> so I, I launched a YouTube channel back in, I think, 2017. So quite a few years ago now. Uh, and it was obviously, as everyone that launches a brand new, new YouTube channel in this space, it was tiny and had no audience. And uh, I reached out to Winters as one of my sort of idols. He was one of the first few channels I started watching. And we got to chat in and um, eventually he came and agreed to be a guest on some shows that I was doing. I was doing sort of sit and talk stuff predominantly on YouTube. Uh, and the chemistry just kind of really worked. So uh, he's the sort of bimbling idiot who's afraid of technology and, and I love technology and, and it just it just had a really nice balance to it uh, he won't mind I think I hope that I'll call him a bimbling <laughs> idiot but it just sort of really worked and at the time we were sponsored by a company um, who had this sort of vision to create what I think he sort of coined as a, a sort of Netflix of 40k content mm. now unfortunately that business uh, wasn't successful that business went under and we were searching for a new sponsorship and in that sort of period where we, we were search, searching for new sponsorship as well we sort of had a chat to each other and we said well how about we try and make this sort of thing ourselves we make our own sort of undemand content because I mean, making videos on YouTube is amazing, as you know, because you guys have done it for years, but lucratively, it's a bit restrictive uh, on YouTube. Hmm. So we had this idea that we perhaps we would be able to go together. Winters had tried the uh, YouTube, did a, a, an on-demand channel feature for a while, and then they shut it down. 
Mm. And uh, Winters had launched that and then it got shut down. And the problem with Winters is, unless it's got a giant red button that says on, he doesn't know how to turn something on. So in terms of technology, <laughs> he just can't do it. So and whereas I love tech, I, I love using all kinds. I said to, I was talking to you before we started the show, right? These microphones are probably more than I would like to admit to my wife in terms of cost. Um, massive on tech. So he kind of had the audience that I needed or wanted. And, and I had the technical knowledge and know-how that he needed and wanted. And we thought, well, there's a partnership. And so Deployment Zone was born. Um, we built this website uh, uh, with a subscription model to it so people could come and, and pay a bit extra. And the hope and dream was that the pair of us eventually would get to do this sort of thing full time. Mm-hmm. Now, we were supremely lucky that last year, about halfway through the year, that dream became reality for Winters and he was able to go full time. And we've had conversations around how we develop and grow the business uh, and be sort of quite agile in the modern space. So I do a lot of business management in my job full time anyway. So this is sort of an area that I, I love. Uh, and we thought, well, we could continue to offer Winters and Liam content. And with us going full time, eventually we just offer more mm-hmm. Winters and Liam content. But if you want something different than Winters and Liam content, you're just not going to come to the website and subscribe to us because why would you? <laughs> there just seems to be no point. So when you look at on-demand models that exist in the modern day, things like Netflix, Amazon Prime TV, Disney Plus, all those kinds of models that exist, what they offer customers for a single subscription fee that doesn't doesn't go up too too steeply is multiple sources of entertainment of different styles and types mm-hmm. and so we had a chat uh, sort of q3 quarter three last year about this and we decided that that's what we wanted to do and now we're moving into this new model which is going to take some time right because it doesn't you, you don't commission other big channels for small amounts of money so it takes some time to develop this model but we're now moving towards this this sort of netflix model so what we have in deployment zone at the moment if people want to come and join us is we have uh, i put out content which is talking heads or podcasty type content much similar to i guess this dave but not well, not live um mm. we have a couple other people that put stuff like that on as well we have other people that put hobby vlogs on the channel winters does regular battle reports at least once a week sometimes twice a week they go on deploymentzone.tv and as of nearly two weeks ago, so two weeks ago tomorrow, uh, we had our first ever show from an external channel uh, launched on the website, and we had Play on Tabletop launch their first ever crusade campaign exclusive to DeploymentZone.tv. So that's super exciting because we've got Play on on board, um, and now we're sort of fishing YouTube to find other channels that we think might sit our, sit, uh, suit our brand and model and people that we can bring on. And there's a number of benefits. So for us as a business we are allowed to or we're able to produce multiple types of content for people to watch uh, for a single subscription fee. But the other thing is, is we're able to help other channels and businesses grow. Mm-hmm. So we can use the revenue generated so far and invest in another business. PlayOn, as a result of our agreement with PlayOn, we're able to uh, hire Nick full-time as an editor mm. because of the money we have provided them to do this particular series and the money we've commissioned them to do it. And I think... One of our biggest goals, Deployment Zone, in, in essence, in terms of uh, what you get for your money is a, is a Netflix-type model now. But one of our biggest goals as a business is just to help everybody grow. Winters uses a famous phrase, he's probably said it to you, a rising tide lifts all ships. And mm-hmm. it's just such an incredible phrase to use. It's so accurate to, to this 40K world where I think that we can help everybody and each other constantly with, I mean, this kind of collaboration, uh, whether we commission channels to do specific series for us. And it doesn't matter to us how big or small you are. We'll quite happily, you know, take a punt on some people and try and, and develop other channels into bigger, bigger uh, businesses, I guess, in the future as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's fantastic. Uh, I I like the direction that the community is heading into as a whole. 
holistically uh, and, and the attitude that the, the vast majority of channels adopt, which is let's support each other, let's uh, help each other, let's collaborate, let's uh, promote each other. Uh, I think it's only a good, only a good thing. Uh, and it gets more people into the hobby. And that, I mean, as a, from the viewer perspective, it's, uh, they don't care where their content's coming from, right? They just want to like watch the content that they like and however they can get it. So I think it's, I think it's great. Uh, so here's a question. Uh, how can mini wargaming and deployment zone TV collaborate? That's interesting. How can we collaborate? So I haven't I haven't broached you yet as a as a company business or channel about what we can do in the future to collaborate, but I am definitely on board that we do something with Mini Wargaming, a hundred percent. So I my venture into the forty k on demand or online video content actually started with you guys. So um, I I left the armed forces in the UK in two thousand and fourteen, uh, shortly after the birth of my firstborn child. Because when you have a family, things change, right? And I found myself working night shifts in London with no work on. And I was it. I I've played forty k for years. I'd never watched anything online. And the first battle report I ever watched was a Matt and Dave battle report on mini wargaming. And that was the first time I'd ever seen it on YouTube. So I am one hundred percent down to pull you guys in and do something with you for DZ. How that looks like and what that looks like, I have no idea. I don't know what we can do yet, but I definitely think we can do something with you. Because, you know, honestly, like, it's just fun. I, I love collaborations. Uh, it, it's funny you should mention Play on Tabletop because I recently had a collaboration with them uh, where I went there and we did a bat rep. We actually did two. We did one for our channel, one for their channel. Uh, and it was great. It was great fun. Uh, and so that uh, I, I'm certainly open to uh the the possibility of doing something something fun something yeah. epic i think like i think winters and i have already spoken about jumping on a plane and flying over to canada to see you guys uh, obviously there are some there are some requirements right now like we need covid to disappear and finally your country to open up and allow guests in and out yeah. um and then when that happens and we're a bit sort of freer of this horrible virus uh, and papa nurgle decides to recede for a little while mm. we are absolutely on board for coming over and, and doing something with you uh, we could do some doubles battle reports or whatever i don't i don't just come and have i think the key for collaborations right and you probably agree is that you just have fun Definitely. and then the viewer enjoys it right and that's that's what's important that's right yeah absolutely so for, for yourself, uh, in the hobby space, uh, what what would be your, your armies that you gravitate to, that you play? So I think um, my, my the one I'm sort of most famous for at the moment is a, uh, a World Eaters Warband that's named the Eternal Slaughter. So this was an army that um, shortly after we launched Deployment Zone, um, we found this army that was for sale on, on eBay, believe it or not, by a commissioned painter. And he'd custom kitbashed 40 corn berserkers by using some of the AOS corn models and some of the um, 30K space marine models. They are incredible. He'd done uh, kitbash jobs of the characters. Um, so there's a, there's a Chaos Lord I have who's kitbashed from an AOS model with 40K pieces. It's just incredible. That army is rush up in your face brutal corn uh, that is probably the army that i gravitate to the most at the moment uh, and the one that i'm probably known for the most at the moment as well um i just adore it i just adore the the chaos and carnage that ensues with that and the, the there's no requirement with that army to to sit back and be tactical both from a from a tabletop playing perspective and from a narrative perspective it just doesn't work no. it just doesn't make any sense so it's just, I don't care about that objective. I'm going to come forward and I'm going to batter whatever's in front of me. That's probably the one I gravitate towards the most. That's music I, to my I, ears, my friend. 
Yeah, I thought you might like that. Um, <laughs> I've currently, I'm currently reading some more detail in the Death Guard, the new Death Guard Codex, and I, I just anything chaos, I'm pretty much on board with because mm. I like that anarchy and that sense of carnage and uh, and that sort of that. I, I guess it's kind of the, the the sort of story that that they're not the bad guys. You can spin it so that they're not the bad guys. They're actually the good guys that that know the truth. And by by embracing the chaos gods, they are essentially embracing the truth. And the Imperium are actually shielded from the truth. And I love that sort of narrative behind it as well. So switching gears for just a second here, uh, uh, I got to tell you guys uh, about Liam and what he has done for me personally, because this is super cool. So Liam, uh, you have this ability to bring people together, uh, especially people in the community. So uh, Liam got me in touch with a number of different people. Uh Kiriath. So if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have had him on the on the channel. So that was cool talking to him. Uh, you connected us. You also connected Stephen Box, Vanguard Tactics. Uh, he and I, so he was on the shrine as well. And not only that, but he is also, right now, he's got me on a program, an exercise program. Because uh, that's what he did. That's what he does, actually. He uh, he trains. For those who don't know, he's a, he's a bodybuilder slash former bodybuilder. Uh, either way, he's uh, one of these dudes who's super into fitness. So again, thank you for that. Uh, there's a, a handful of other uh, people that actually play on. Uh, so if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have uh, been in contact with them. We had not. We wouldn't have done the collaboration that we did, and uh, we would not have done the subsequent uh, uh, follow-ups to the collaborations that we did do as well. Uh, so it was all Liam's fault, just so you guys know. Uh, it is him. He has this knack. He has this talent for bringing people together, bringing the community together. And I think we could all learn a lot from Liam in how we can act as a community and be as a community. So uh, I don't even know if I thanked you for that. So thank you for that, for bringing us together. Uh, so. I didn't. I genuinely didn't know that's how you made contact with all those people. Yeah. Like, that's great to hear that. But I don't. I don't know... Like, I don't like to think that it's me that brings people together. I think I just create the space for it. And then and then people are what bring people together. And if you have a group of like-minded people that have the same sort of positive attitude, it just works. It just happens. And all, all they need to do, the same with the, the Deployment Zone communities, right? So we've got a Discord server for, D, for DZTV, mm -hmm. um, which is now, uh, I think it's over 1,250 people in the server at the moment. Uh, and that was because when I started on my 40K online journey, I was reading forums online and, and I was in Facebook groups. And I, I don't know if you've been in these groups and forums, Dave, but some of them, some of them, not all of them, some of them can be relatively toxic, especially if you're a new player yeah. or, or you're someone who doesn't quite know the law or the rules or you're, or you're starting out or you're not necessarily sort of up to speed on the competitive scene and, and the meta as it is. And I found that as someone who was trying to get, get better at 40K and, and be more sort of, I guess professional with it. I found it could be quite toxic. So the whole when I first started YouTube, it wasn't my name. The channel was called uh, Morehammer, and the, one of the first things I did was set up a. Originally, it was a WhatsApp group because I believed that I would probably have no more than twenty people that supported me, and therefore WhatsApp was probably going to be good enough. And, and now we're in a community of twelve hundred and fifty people on Discord. Um, but the idea being wasn't that that. I pull people in necessarily. It was just that I give them a space to, and I set some very basic ground rules. And our very basic ground rules are really super simple. We don't talk about real world stuff, politics, religion, etc. We don't talk about that stuff because that's for the real world, and we're trying to lose ourselves in a fantasy sort of setting. Um, 
there's little bits about being respectful, but honestly, they never really have to be enforced because we just have such an amazing sort of type of person that comes and joins the community. And the same can be said for for our YouTubers collaboration thing that we have now, right? It, it's not, I don't feel like I pulled you guys in. I just made the space and said, look, do you want to be a part of it? Simple as that. And then you guys go away and make the amazing content that you make and collaborate. And that's got to be good for the community. Here's the, here's the crazy part about that, because you actually sent me a message uh, uh, when you sent me the message, uh, I didn't get back to it. It was a number. I don't even know how long after it was like, Oh darn, I got to get that. Uh, and I didn't see exactly what it was until much later. I couldn't even tell you. And it was like, Oh man, he's invited me to be part of this group. Uh, and so it was, I don't know how much after. So I feel bad about that because, uh, <laughs> when you sent the message originally, uh, I didn't respond to it immediately. And so that was all for a good thing. And so, uh, if you build it, they will come. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Don't typical worry, Dave. Dave. Oh, Tom Shuby, always in my corner. I never, um, I never, when I message you and you don't reply, I definitely don't sit in the corner and, and sob quietly with the lights off. I don't do that. I don't do that. Just so you know. And that image is not in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, ah, oh, man. So I, I love it. So this, this is all good. So I think, uh, especially, we should talk more seriously about uh, a collaboration of sorts we could do that after the call we can hash out details that's something i certainly want to do uh yeah cool and tom uh this is a message for tom who's watching right now uh i know you know about the things so thank you for that and you're hilarious so i just had to throw that out there <laughs> uh okay so one wish if you had one wish liam what would it be for uh, Warhammer purposes? I, I, a personal wish? CEO for one day. What would you do of uh, J, uh, uh, Games Workshop? Ah, see, that's an interesting question. That's different to what I thought you were asking. If I could be CEO of Games Workshop, what would I do? Uh, simplistically at the moment, I've had a bit of a rant lately on YouTube, uh, and I don't apologize for it, about their current um, sort of selling model in terms of rules and books. If I could be CEO for one day, I would set a new precedent that says that your army's rules are going to be in one book and one book only. And therefore, especially for access for new players, you need one rule book, one codex, and off you go. You can go and play 40k. I wouldn't certainly release a Drakari codex the same day as releasing a supplement that had additional Drakari rules in it. I wouldn't do that. That's what I wouldn't do. <laughs> okay, so, oh man. So Skari was here. Uh, oh, was he? He was here last week, and you know he's a huge Jukari player, and, and then you know he had the things that we're fighting. We're actually starting a new crusade together, and uh, he had the books, and it is so complex. I'm looking at this stuff. I'm like, I, 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 Eldar trickery. Okay, uh, I'm gonna bring Blood Angels. So that, that's like what I thought. And even still, Blood Angels. If you're collecting any Space Marine chapter, it is there's the degree of complexity with it uh, compared to what it used to be is insane. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it is a complex game. It has actually been described, and I, and I believe this, as the most complicated game that exists. Is there a more complex so, game? I, I, so in terms of the core, core rules, the very basic core rules in the rulebook, I think to some extent it's still relatively simple, and I think that the core rules for Ninth edition are probably the best set of core rules we've ever had for 40K, in my personal opinion. Uh, but I, I do... 
uh, sort of pine for that simplicity that existed at the start of eighth. Uh, and although I don't want to go back to indexes, and I would like to still keep specific codexes, at the start of eighth, when every army had a codex and the core rules were sort of five pages, how easy was it for new people to get involved in 40k then? It was incredible. And I think that is the the golden sort of target for me is that you want to be pulling new people in. Games Workshop are growing exponentially. The 40k scene is growing. But if you make the game so complicated that a new player can't pick up the rules and know what he's doing straight away, not necessarily straight away, but relatively quickly, you put him off becoming a new new customer and a new player. Mm -hmm. And that can only hurt the game and hurt the community. So... Uh, I remember with with Space Marines in 8th edition, it was quite simple. And then they started to release combat doctrines and shock assault and all this kind of stuff that that started, it's layers and layers of complexity. Oh, I've got this rule I've got to remember. And then there's this one that's in this supplement for this. But actually, if I want to use this specific litany, I've got to get a different book for the, just for that litany rule. That's where I think they've lost it a little bit. And I understand as a company, they want to make money and selling publications is one of the ways they do that. But what's more valuable to them selling some extra publications or whole new players who are going to collect complete armies i would guess the second but then i'm also not the ceo of games workshop so hey maybe i'm wrong but that's what i would love to do if i was ceo for a day i would like to simplify it back down so we just make it super easy and accessible for new players you know that's that's an interesting uh thought because what would if you had the data to back it up and you knew the answer to this what would you rather have? Would you rather have a sea of new players who get into the game to a certain degree? Or would you rather have fewer new players, but the ones that get into it, they spend a lot more money because they are much more deeply invested because it is a more complex game. So it actually attracts the people that would spend more money because they, they're in it for the long haul. They get all the new updates. They get, all, they get a lot of stuff. They collect multiple armies. They spend thousands of dollars each. So that, that's an interesting thing. If it's more basic, more simple then you get the new players and it gets them to a certain degree. Uh, but it's that complexity that I believe actually attracts the wargaming mind and people spend more money and they get more deeply invested in it. That's me. Not, so, that's with uh, with no empirical data. That's my impression. That's what I think. I think I think I completely agree. I get it. Like, And I think to some extent you're right. But I think the, the, the discrepancy between simplicity and complexity is is quite a strange one. You, people would suggest that chess is a super simple game in terms of you have 16 pieces each uh, and that's it. And, and you have a, a board size and uh, certain pieces can only make certain players. So chess is a simple game. But attract some of the world's greatest, most tactical minds to play that game, even though it's that simple. Right. So complexity in terms of what attracts a war gamer in, in terms of tactics, in terms of how they play that game, I don't necessarily think needs to be super layered complex rules. And even if it is going to be that layered, just put it in one book so that at least you can, you, you've got access to everything in one place. There's nothing worse events than having to carry three, four, five publications with you. And you, when you then consider FAQs and erratas and all points changes and stuff like that, like that's messy. It's super mm-hmm. messy. And I really hope that they were going to solve this with the app, which has not been great since launch. That's the nicest way I'll talk about it for now. A multi-billion pound company who can't get an app right. Um, but I think that app potentially could be the gateway into solving those problems. But even then, they are putting the rules in that app under separate titles. I want to click on Drakari in the app and find all the rules for everything that you can use for Drakari, including the new cult rules that are in the um, in the newest supplement book they've brought out, the, um, the campaign book. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, I get what you're saying. Personally, from my perspective, I'd rather have the sea of new players. And I think that in terms of overall revenue, when you look at a further projection, 10, 20 years, I think having that or, or being attractive to that new player market will, will always generate you more revenue because how many people exist in the world? And when you, no matter how many, how much money a hundred people spend, if you've got ten thousand people playing instead of a hundred, that's got to be better for Games Workshop as a company. And for me as a player, I think I'd rather just have that level of variety for people that I can play with and interact with and get to know and 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 have in the community and and be able to talk all things Warhammer with. But that's my preference. You know what? I think you know it's it's interesting. I think you're. I agree with that, first off, for having the rules consolidated into a single book. I mean, that would just simply be a lot more convenient. But I think to an extent, to a degree, they do do the levels of complexity with the open play, narrative play, match play. Because if you want to dive deeper into it, you can do match play. You can calculate the points. You can add more on top of it. If you want to do power level and just like throw minis on the table and fight each other, you can do that too. It's much more... It's much simpler. So I guess to a degree, they do do that. There is a basic version of the game that you can play. Uh, I just, I don't play it that often. Therefore, I'm not thinking about that version of the game. I'm thinking about my normal version, which is the match play. Yeah, no, I'm exactly the same. And I think that maybe they could do more. So historically, I think we've seen them launch something like Open Play single mission or two missions or whatever it is i think it's single mission in the rule book uh, and very basic rules and that's all you ever get like until the end of that edition you get that one mission it would be really cool to see them release a i don't know and i'm i realize i'm now maybe contradicting myself but how cool would it be to see them launch a beginner supplement which is just 12 new missions for open play super chill really easy you, you don't worry about codex supplements. You just The rules are you use a basic cup, a codex, here's the 12 missions, and off you go. That could be really beneficial and allow them to keep the complexity they've got currently, but also develop the game for new people mm-hmm. uh, and give them that sort of gateway drug and that stepping stone before they get into match play uh, and then maybe even go as complex as Crusade and the Crusade system. Mm-hmm. And that one there too, the Crusade system, the, the narrative campaign draw, right? That one... That intrigued me the most when I heard about the when I when Ninth uh, Edition was announced. I'm like, oh, cool, the uh, the lieutenant who becomes the captain who becomes the dreadnought. Like that, that was just so cool. The idea of that was amazing. And then I looked when it came out. and I looked at it. I'm like, man, this is actually pretty complex. This is uh, you got to really really pay attention to what you're doing here because there's a lot <laughs> of layers to this. It's not just a matter of all right, let's jump in and let's let's throw stuff together. You have to take a good amount of time studying it and make sure you're doing it right. But it's super rewarding, and I believe that Crusade to 40K is path of glory to AOS, and it is the thing that propels them in a way that regular match play doesn't, especially now our day and age when we don't have as much of an opportunity to fight each other in person. Crusade's super interesting, actually, Um, and I'm about to start playing it quite soon. I haven't played it properly because covid and ninth edition basically launched obviously in the middle of covid so it's been super hard to get you know regular games and stuff in um but i'm gonna hopefully start playing crusade soon and, and i i'm the same as you so I, I i delved into the rules for crusade and i winters did a video on on youtube when it came out and he basically slammed it and said it's awful and the reason why he slammed it is very simplistically because of its complexity and how nice. many layers there are and i get it i think from a content creator's perspective if you tried to tell uh, the audience everything that was going on in Crusade, it would be impossible to track. So I think that there is a 
way to maybe put that content across and, and, and turn it into narrative rather than rules that maybe will make it easier for the audience to follow. And I do think, interestingly with Crusade, the one thing that I really think it's missing at the moment, which I would love to see, is the piece that you said. So at the moment, the lieutenant can't turn into the captain, can't turn into the dreadnought. That doesn't happen. That narrative piece doesn't exist right now. The, the, the Thousand Sun Sorcerer can't evolve into an exalted sorcerer and then maybe become a demon prince and, and be gifted with demonhood. That doesn't currently happen. And I'd love to see that mechanic in, in, in Crusade because I think that'd be really cool. You're right. There's no... There's no proper mechanic for that. That has to be done narratively. That's just, uh, okay, I take him out and I'm going to replace him with this. And then narratively speaking, this is what happened. That's the only way it can work. But to go outside of the the system that's been created, uh, it's easier if there's something in place for that to happen. And it, it would yeah. happen a lot more often. So that's interesting. You know what? I never even thought about it. You're absolutely right. You can't do that. There is no mechanic for nah. that. But that's what they said no, initially. Yeah, so so the actual mechanic to do it, the, the the method that you were talking about. So if you had a say you had a thousand sun sorcerer and you played five or six games of crusade, and by that point he's he's got his own deeds of heroism and he's done his specific tasks. He's got all these buffs. If you then pull him out uh, with the crusade rules and put a new character in his place as an exalted sorcerer, you lose all of those. He he starts as a fresh, brand new character. You're right. Uh, and I would love for that character to keep all those traits yep. and scars that he's earned, yep. those battle honors that he's earned and still promote to Exalted Sorcerer or promote to Captain or Chapter Master or whatever it might be uh, within the Crusade system. Same name, same character, same traits, same history behind that individual character. That current mechanic, unless house-ruled, doesn't currently exist. And that that's a real shame because I think they've missed an opportunity there to have a even a... Re- I mean, can you imagine a regular Space Marine sergeant who then promotes to a veteran sergeant, who promotes to a lieutenant, who promotes to a captain throughout a 30-40 game Crusade? That would be... I mean, for a narrative player, that would be incredible. Yes. That's what people want to do. That's how heroes are forged and how people grant these ranks and positions. Yeah. But we don't have that right now, and I think that's a real shame. Yeah. It uh, it affords channels like us to forge our own narrative and make it happen narratively uh, outside of the box. Uh, and, you know, I was also thinking about this. Uh, you, you're getting... You're just going to do it, right? Uh, there's something about the crusade system that I would absolutely change. And that would be the requisition, the spending of the requisition points to get rid of battle scars. I think that it would be so much more flavorful if those battle scars stayed with the units that kept them and not just, okay, requisition point done. They don't have a battle scar anymore. It just feels like it's, Oh, why it's so characterful if there's something wrong with them because they lost the previous battle. And, and I get it, right? Especially for new players, like, oh, man, I don't want this to happen. I don't want them to have to, uh, you know, an, oh, not use leadership or them to be unaffected by things or them to be blinded or whatever it is. Uh, so that makes sense. But it's you're definitely playing more to the narrative if you're doing a crusade. So it's, in my opinion, it shouldn't be an awesome or it shouldn't be. So, it, it should not be an option. It should not be house ruled. I'm forced to house rule that in order for it to be more flavorful. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, I, I think, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, right? If you're playing Crusade, you've already made that conscious choice to sort of go down the, the heavy narrative path. So if your unit earns a battle scar, for me personally, I would keep that battle scar. Now, if we were to create content for DZ, and I'm conscious that we're about to start playing and I don't want to put content on straight away that I'm not, I need to be confident in what I'm telling the audience before I put it on screen. It's something that I'm really keen on. So um, if we get to the point where we're creating content around Crusade, I think I would 
definitely take the mini wargaming Dave House rule of you cannot spend requisition points to remove battle scars because I just think it narratively it makes sense. Mm-hmm. If you if you read a forty k novel uh, and a character has an injury in the next chapter, it isn't suddenly disappeared. That that injury stays with that character, and I think that that's one of those things that's more of a i think that that sort of rule in itself is more of a maybe a match play kind of rule which is the sort of rule i would keep out of crusade mm-hmm. because i don't think i don't think you need that but I, I guess i've done it for a reason and i get again i guess that for for brand new players who might decide that they want to go crusade straight away it does you're right it does give them that option to go actually that's a bit unfair and a bit hard on my unit so i'm not going to use it um i'm not going to use that I, i'm not going to keep that battle scar i'm going to spend that point and get rid of it but that's I agree. I basically Dave, I completely agree. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't use that either. Here, here's uh here's another one too. Uh and this would at this point it would have to be house ruled. I would I would ban the use of the command reroll and the uh the auto pass uh, morale check. Because that again is so flavorful and it makes it so it's that much more tense when something bad happens. It's like, okay, I just wounded you. I, I failed my last save. Oh, command reroll. No, I'm alive now. See, that's not so, not as narrative. I'm going to say something mildly controversial, uh, and that is, I think, the worst change to have... Uh, one of the worst changes to have occurred to 40k since 8th edition is the introduction of a command point reroll. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely... For me, part of the 40k experience is your, your, you, you can be the best general in the world, but you are at the mercy of the dice gods. Mm-hmm. And when you have that command point reroll ability, you you remove some of that randomness that exists in 40k. Uh, maybe for competitive play, I understand the introduction for it. If the if the dice gods are being particularly fickle that day and not letting you play the game that you want to play, mm-hmm. perhaps okay. I understand that it could maybe be a match play stratagem. But for me, in general, 40k, I I detest the the mm-hmm. opportunity that I've I've just pulled this amazing. Thing off that I didn't think would happen, and that unit's just failed its save. And actually, um, this this Eldar Guardian may have just taken the final wound off of that Demon Prince, and then the, the my opponent go, oh, "I'm going to reroll the save." Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, it just totally but, takes out all of the wind in that awesome epic action. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Those those moments where you you have everyone on the table, they're all screaming and arms in the air, and then someone goes, "Yeah, I'm going to reroll." It's gone. Like, oh. It, I, I think I think there's definitely a chaos god watching when a player takes that reroll yeah. and then gets the same result. I just like to believe that Zeke is going. No, no, that's not that's not happening. <laughs> roll, reroll a one and two of one. It happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's justice as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely, it's justice. Uh, and okay, so I have to I got to mention this because it's something that's relevant. So I've been playing Victory is Vengeance, which is the Horus Heresy campaign system. And uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to play it in the past or you've ever delved into it, but it is a degradation system where instead of upgrading your units, your units actually keep the bad stuff that happens to them and they get weaker and weaker as the campaign progresses, which okay. extremely flavorful. And it uh, it feeds the narrative of the post-Istvan massacre and you're just hunting down remnant loyalists or you're running from them, right? So I would... Uh, I would love to see, uh, and, and, and again, that's 7th edition rules, right? Because Horus Heresy, 7th edition. So it's like, there is no command reroll. That if, if you fail your leadership, you fail it. Uh, and then you got to keep what you keep. Yes. And so I would love to see an, an amalgamation of the two, of the Crusade plus that. And so this is what I'm doing personally. Uh, I haven't said this 
publicly yet, but I'm going to tell you, tell everyone, and then I'm just going to start oh, an working. Exclusive. An exclusive. So here, I'm going to grab it right now because I'm I'm so stoked for this. <laughs> Can't beat live television. Okay. As a chaos player, I'm sure you know what this is and are equally sad about it. Yes. Yes. Okay. So the Trader Legions, which was given to us for maybe five months and then swiftly taken away at the beginning of 8th edition. All of the awesome rules that you get with the different Trader Legions, which made each army feel so different from each other and unique. What I'm going to do is I'm going to combine the rules I like from the Crusade system and the rules I like from Victory is Vengeance and apply the Trader Legions legion-specific rules that you get and convert them so they work in ninth edition and do a campaign with that. Love it. Because I feel like this did not get its its course. Like, this should have been a book that was relevant for three years or more, right? It, it got, like, five months. It got so little time and it was just so sad. It was so sad, man. I, I, collect, I actually collected a bunch of models and by the time they were done, the book was no longer relevant. Yeah, I think that's happened to a few people with a few different books over the course of the last few years. And it's one of those, what we like to call whoopsie moments with Games Workshop, where you think, come on. that. But then, I mean, when it comes to chaos, I've always had a bit of a beer in my bonnet for, for a long time. Eighth edition sort of compounded this, where every, nearly every loyalist chapter had a specific supplemental book. And then you've got legions of chaos with lore that far outweighs those of these new chapters and they don't they get a couple of rules in a codex and that's all they get they don't get like why aren't we seeing supplement word bearers uh, like probably one of the most important legions in the whole of of warhammer and we don't get supplement word bearers and we don't get supplement emperor's children and we don't get supplement iron warriors mm-hmm. Like we need to, if we're going to get supplement iron hands, we need supplement iron warriors. Yes. As far as I'm concerned, yes. like I think that's a given. I think they're missing an opportunity there, personally. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And where are all of the chaos equivalent new models? Where are they? Yeah, you were. Yeah, I know. Right? Oh no, no, Dave, don't forget. Death Guard got one new model and a piece of scenery that looks <laughs> mildly phallic. I think, but they got one new model. They got the Lord of Virulence. There you go. Uh-huh. There's your new model. Okay, well, I got. you know, I, actually, this is, Death Guard, I, I believe, is the only instance where that argument can't, it doesn't hold as much weight, because they have the most unique models in that army, out of all the Chaos Legions. But I still think there's, uh, the new Codex release in 9th edition, I think there's missed opportunity to add more to that range. I think they could have added more to the range. Absolutely, they could have. Uh, Absolutely. And they just done it's chaos has been weird. Do you remember Corn Demonkin? I die, That's my favorite codex of all time. Yes, I remember. I loved Corn Demonkin. The so Blood good. Tithe. Ah. Oh, that, was, that was perfection from Games yes. Workshop. Yes. And then the edition changed and it's never come back. Never. Where's what's happened to Corn yeah. Demonkin? Where'd it go? It just lost in the warp. Like, come on. Wiped off the face of the earth. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll take away the chaos option and we'll just introduce Primaris instead. That fixes it. Thanks. <laughs> <sighs> Yes. Uh, I, lo- like, I love Games Workshop, right? It sounds mm-hmm. like I'm hating on them. And if you watch some of my most recent reviews, I am particularly critical of some of the decisions they've made lately. But it's not because I don't like Games Workshop or I hate Games Workshop. It's because I want them to be the best company that they can be. And I just think they're making some averagely poor decisions. Uh, on the whole, I still think they're knocking it out of the park. Yes. 
and I think that sometimes I think that they could take some some leads from some of the AOS decisions that they've made and, and implement those into 40k and it might be a bit better in terms of their I mean I've got I've recently got this thing right so I've got the new uh, Luminef Realm Lords Battle Tome and I I look at a Battle Tome that's got painting guides in it it's got all the formations in it it's got all the units in it I think mm-hmm. you can do it clearly because it's there in front of me so why don't you do it for 40k as well and why, why do I need to buy another book to get the um typhus's um i can't remember the the the, what's it called his new formation that he's got the um assault formation that he has terminus assault force you have to buy the supplement book to have the terminus assault force even the death guard codex came out about a month ago Mm. like that yeah but yeah corn demikin makes me sad that's the short of the story i'm sad because i don't have corn demikin anymore and i loved blood tithe i loved the i'm so close to eight points like a summon a bloodthirster yeah that was that was pure chaos to me i love that oh man the the dopamine rush every time that would happen this is the best thing ever ah so okay on corn demikin it's funny you should bring that up because as with the traitor legion idea i have a corn demikin idea and it's ooh. It is in the form of a campaign because I do want to, I I want to do it some justice in this edition. I actually want to bring it to this edition, and really, ultimately, us as content creators, there's nothing stopping us from creating whatever no. rules we want and doing it. So I am going to do it. I am right now planning a corn demonkin campaign, and it's going to be in the vein of the Tuska Demon Killer, and I'm actually having a custom model sculpted and made and painted up and that'll be the narrative the narrative will be this corn demon can force is trying to summon this demon killer uh from that awesome planet that corn just mercilessly and mercifully allows him to fight over and over again and uh that'll be that that's the narrative behind that's the brief narrative behind the the campaign and uh, the corn demon rules will be brought back into ninth edition and i'm just gonna display that because it was so much fun when it existed those were the be- yeah. by far the best games i've ever had of 40k yeah, make sure you tell me when that's live because i need to watch that stuff but i, I think that I, I don't know if the audience agrees or your or even if you agree i think that to some extent some of the flavor of chaos is being maybe pulled out so i don't know if you noticed this but the, I, I assume you've got the new death guard codex and you've had a look through it there's no chaos boon table in standard stratagems anymore, only in Crusade. You can't summon mm. demons anymore. That's gone and been pulled out of the codex altogether. Now, I understand that summoning demons had an imbalance, but for narrative players, that's a cool aesthetic yep. that your chaos uh, Nurgle lord can summon Nurgle demons to the battlefield. That's all been pulled out, and I, don't, I know I, uh, I assume it's done for balance, but I just I feel a little bit sad that some of those extra special tricks that chaos have that nobody else has is now kind of going i love the boon table i was mad for the boon table i'd take a gamble on that so frequently if i could Mm -hmm. because it was just cool and chaotic that i don't know what's going to happen i could become a spawn Mm -hmm. but i'm going to run on it anyway because that's cool and that's chaos Uh, and that's all gone and that makes me a bit sad that we're losing some of that flavor i've noticed as well with uh especially in this edition the uh this is both a good and a bad thing the rules are tight they are the most balanced that i've ever seen them and a lot of the randomness has been taken out w- yeah. which is good and bad it's like if you yeah, if, agree if you're a player and you like that and you don't like taking risks you want more of a sure thing you will love it if you like the random aspect of it you're not going to like it as much because it's been taken out 
So for me, th this is very much the difference between the competitive scene and the narrative scene or the, the casual player and the hardcore gamer. Uh, and the hardcore gamer or the competitive scene probably wants to see less of that randomness because that's how you truly tell player versus player who is the better player mm -hmm. because you, you have no randomness. Right. One of the reasons why chess is such a tactical game is because there's not really any randomness to it. It's all about moves that's and tactics. Right. So I get it for the competitive player. The narrative junkies amongst us, Winters and I always say... The dice basically is the piece that tells us the story. Mm -hmm. And that random element is where the we were talking about it earlier, right? It's where those epic moments happen. So I agree with you completely. It definitely is a positive and a negative for the competitive scene, for the for the hardcore gamers or the harder core gamers, if that's not even a word I know, but still those people that are sort of more keen on on developing their tactical acumen or, or showing it off. Mm -hmm. I think lack of randomness is good. But much like the command point thing, perhaps there's a, a way we can do this between both narrative and match play to allow that randomness to exist in narrative, but removed from matched. Mm -hmm. Maybe, I don't know. But That's actually a so good I'm, idea. I miss templates, genuinely. Yes, I agree. I miss them as I well. Miss, <laughs> I miss the idea that I can shoot at that unit, but then hit that one because the template just is... <laughs> I miss that. Genuinely miss that. But is, I get why they've done it again because it removes arguments. But I, I guess... and. and Perhaps I'm wrong. Maybe people can correct me in the comments if I'm wrong. But I guess those arguments probably existed at events. That guy's underneath the template. No, he's not. And you've got a bloke just hovering with the template over. But for me, in narrative gaming, I don't think I ever had that argument, ever. Because it was, yeah, cool. All right, sweet. Let's carry on. Yeah. But, so I miss templates. You know what? I, I actually think that if there were two rule sets, if there was a competitive rule set, match play rule set, and a narrative rule set, that would serve the game much better. That would... Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I, and this is where I think that they could maybe have a base rule set and then have two supplements, a competitive supplement and a narrative supplement, and you could choose to buy one either or both. And and there you go. That's This is your nuances for narrative. This is your nuances for competitive. There's a, distinct, there's a distinction between the two because one is solely for the purpose of having epic stories and, uh, and random moments of heroism and bravery and disaster. And this one is more for the for the guy, like I said, the, the competitive gamer who's trying to show off his tactical acumen and, and he's trying to pit his ability as a player against his opponent. Mm -hmm. I think I think that would be good how they do it. I mean, that's probably why it doesn't exist because it's probably supremely difficult to do that. But and you know what? It could work. I think, okay, because here's the thing. In the book, they say, here are the rules, but ultimately you can play whatever game you want. It's up to you in the end. That's what they say. But here's the problem with yeah. that. Unless they say it as canon... People won't accept it. They won't accept it. Be like, oh, okay, well, it doesn't count because you're just house ruling it. It has to be canon. It has to be official. It has to be, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It has to be sanctioned by GW. Yeah. It, there's a certain feeling when you're playing a certain way and it's sanctioned, it feels like it's more official. And the two rule sets would be better because they are sanctioned. Yeah, we're super aware of that with content creation as well. Right? I don't know if you are as well, but I know Winters and I are. We're very much down the rules of we, we kind of have to do it this way because of exactly what you've just said. Like, this is the new rule set. So when ninth dropped, we basically, we well, we didn't basically, we completely stopped, stopped playing Maelstrom because Maelstrom didn't exist anymore. Right. And we were getting comments in our community saying, just use the old Maelstrom deck, which we could have done but it's not a sanctioned or official way of playing 40k. Right. So it's like, well, are we going to get a lot of hate for doing this? Is it going to be negatively received? Maybe it won't be. And some people go, no, it'll be great. But others people go, that's not how you play 40k. So it's a real tough place to be as a content creator. Yeah. One of our one of our good buddies at uh, Deployment Zone, uh, 
say hi paul he's got his own youtube channel uh, the say hi paul youtube channel um he is a heavy house ruler like he's massive on he's he's narrative through and through i don't think you'll ever see that guy anywhere near a tournament uh, and he has to it's a real sad fact but he has to at the start of every game that he plays basically put a caveat in that says i house rule stuff if you don't like house rules you're not going to enjoy this channel and I, it's a genuine shame he's got to do that mm-hmm because it's he's telling the story that he wants to tell and the audience really should just be there to listen to his story and listen to him tell his story but he has to put that caveat in because i'd imagine he's probably going to get hammered if he doesn't because it's not the official and sanctioned way of playing uh, the game that he's playing yes yeah that is true uh liam let's uh let's switch gears here for a sec let's do some giveaways okay cool all right so you, want, you just want my address you just want my address and send them to my i, I could okay. do that uh i there's nothing stopping me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Acadian Heavy Weapon Squad. This is uh, one of the giveaways that we're doing. We're also doing Kill Team Terrain. Kill Team Terrain here. We got the Kill Zone Sector, Munitorum, Environment Expansion. We have two of these that uh, we will be giving away today. So uh, first and foremost, before we start the giveaways, uh, it is tradition that we do a Chaos Comment Bomb. Uh, and this time, it's going to be... Uh, this so what I'm doing if you've never participated in a chaos comma bomb before this is how it works I'm gonna post a link here in the live chat and then click on the link and leave a comment on this video I'll post a bunch of them. So it's unquestionable what link you need to post on and then leave something like Dave and Liam say hi from the shrine of chaos or it could be uh, Collect chaos because that's the best army or it could be <laughs> yeah. your podcast is amazing. Keep on making more whatever you leave just let them know they've been Chaos Comet Bomb by the Shrine of Chaos. This is the Conclave 40k podcast that we are Chaos Comet Bombing right now, as was suggested by Liam. Uh, super cool dudes. Looks like their latest episode was uh, a play on tabletop interview. And uh, that's it. Just leave a comment there. You're not, you don't have to leave a comment in order to be entered into the giveaway. That's separate. This is just a paying it forward comment bomb fun factor funness. And uh, I, li- I just like seeing the comments show up and the reaction from the people. I don't always get to see the reaction from the people, but in the rare instance that I do, it's uh, it's satisfying because without you guys, this would not be possible. So uh, let's see how much carnage we can inflict on this channel. Yeah, so these are these are five guys from the UK who um, started a podcast sort of mid last year, I think ish, mid mid to late last year, um, and they've had some amazing guests, right? They've had they've had Tak and JT from Play On, they've had uh, Chapter Master Varak, they've had Mikey from Hellstorm Wargaming, so they've had some really cool guests. But their, their YouTube channel is still relatively small, so I thought it'd be really cool just to share some love. And I've been on there myself, and they're some, some super cool super cool dudes at the Conclave Forty K podcast. So I think you can find it on iTunes, Spotify, all the normal places as well. So go give them a follow. Excellent. We're currently so this particular episode started with zero comments today on YouTube. They are currently at eighty, and once we reach <laughs> once we reach eighty eight, then I know Corn will want it, and then we can start the giveaways. Refresh eighty two. We just need six more. You know, I'm gonna leave a comment here. The eye of terror sees all. Boom. Commented. Ninety one. Okay, we're good to go. Let's start a giveaway. So Liam, uh, if yes. you if you would uh, suggest a, a word that people need to type in the comments in order to be entered to win this, and via Just, via a random mouse wheel cursor, wherever it lands, that'll be the winner afterwards. Can we just can we just use the word demonkin? Demonkin. Okay. Yes, I like it. So type in the word demonkin, and then uh, that'll indicate to us that you will 
want to win this uh, should the mouse wheel land on you. The cursor, not the mouse wheel. That's a physical thing that can't be entered into the digital screen. That makes no sense. <laughs> we can try. We could try, Dave. We could always try, yes. It's a portal into the warp. By the way, I really like that you play Chaos. That makes me happy. I, I love Chaos. Just figured I'd throw that out there. Oh. It's like a bromance moment, Dave, right? <laughs> it was the start of one. <laughs> uh, okay, so good. Three, two, one. We're going to we're gonna choose a winner here. And the winner, the mouse falls on Mikey Panda Pants Combs. <laughs> nice. All right, Mikey Panda Pants Combs, if you're listening, message the Mini Wargaming Facebook page. Not the Facebook group and not the Mini Wargamer Dave Facebook page, but the Mini Wargaming Facebook page. Message us there. Let me know that you won the Kill Team terrain. Provide your shipping address and your phone number for shipping purposes. Uh, one of your one of your wonderful viewers, Dave, we need to address something. What's that? What, one of your wonderful viewers called Sean Clark has comment bombed and said, Dave and the Emperor of Mankind say hi. Ah. That, yes. that makes me sad. I don't think I'm as cruel as the Emperor of Mankind. Are they, this because of the epic beard? Is that what they're saying? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Okay, uh, just to remind myself here, uh, what was it? Mikey Panda Pants? Yeah. <laughs> well, you made it uh, easy for me to remember. Thank you. Appreciate that. Panda Pants. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right, let's do uh, let's do the second one. Let's try that. Okay, second kill team terrain. Terrain is always good in the game, no matter which one you're playing. So, uh, a second word. Oh, no, I, I can't think of more than one word this time of day. Uh, uh, How about corn? You said, corn, you said do that. You said demonkin, and we're going to do corn. Let's do corn, yeah, that sounds good. I'm happy with corn. Okay. That, that is a phrase I can, that's a life choice I can agree to. Type in the word corn, and you'll be entered to win this second kill team box. Oh, you got to spell it right, guys. Come on. It's K-H-O-R-N-E. Yeah. Because if I land on it and it's not spelled correctly, then i got to choose somebody else. I'm sorry. Give you guys a moment. I'll give you guys 10 seconds. Accounting for, you know, internet lag and maybe Antarctica. That sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. We'll just blame it on COVID, Dave. That's what everyone does now, right? Blame it on COVID. That's right. All right. And the winner is Human Visage. On, uh, that's Love a it. Twitch viewer. Actually, you know what? Here, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to message you directly. Twitch. Get it out of the array so that I don't forget because of the five-second memory. <laughs> this God, it's not just me. Human visage. Awesome. Okay. I sent you a message. Congrats. So, I messaged you on Twitch. I sent you a whisper there. Make sure to let me know what you won and your shipping address so that this can be sent to you through the warp and that you will get it in a timely fashion. All right, third giveaway. It's going to be the Cadian Heavy Weapon Squad. So, uh, all right, last keyword. 
Liam, what do yeah, you think? Yeah, I'm going to be, I, I feel like being really cruel. So we're going to use a word that I'm hoping people really struggle to spell. I want to use the word collaboration, Dave. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I'm feeling evil, basically. All right, type in the word collaboration and uh, you'll be entered to win this. Do they still win if they spell it wrong? Is that... <laughs> uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to go with your cruelty and say no. <laughs> Uh, I love it. This one, the words aren't coming in as quickly for this one. <laughs> They're like, huh, okay, I'm going to Google that first. Yeah, gonna... Copy and paste, copy and paste. <laughs> you know, to be absolutely uh, transparent, uh, I, that, when I type that word out, I just like, I, you know, when I'm texting on my phone or whatever, it's usually autocorrect that helps me with the word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so much. I, but autocorrect is, I think, in itself a chaos god. I'm pretty sure. I think I'm so. I'm pretty sure autocorrect's a chaos god because I, I, I don't know if I've ever wanted to say duck in hell in my life, but it does that sometimes to me. <laughs> I, I, it just does. It just sometimes. It just throws it yeah. in Yeah, not all the time. Just when it feels like it. <laughs> okay. And the winner for this one is Hayden Gibbons. So congratulations, Hayden Gibbons. That's a viewer on YouTube. So Hayden Gibbons. So for that one, Hayden, I'm going to need you to email me. Email <laughs> support at miniwargaming.com and let us know that you won the Cadian Heavy Weapon Squad and your shipping address. All right. Support at miniwargaming.com is the email that you need to send an email to. And that's it. Those Sweet. are the three. Congratulations, all. And uh, thank you, Liam, for joining us today in the Shrine of Chaos. That was a blast. I love the discussion. Um, when we meet Anytime. in person, I, I can foresee uh, a lot of a melding of the binds as it comes to the chaos and goodness and the banter that will flow. I can just feel it. And I'm, I, yeah, I, I know you're supposed to be coming to uh, No Retreat Legends as well. Yes. I, I'm so excited for that. Um, and if that doesn't happen, I'm sure we'll sort something out either our side or your side at some point and if i like it'd be super cool for us to all get together and throw some dice and tell some stories and and then me and you dave we can take over the world basically yes i, that's I, I agree reasonable yeah. I'll, yeah I'll take the western hemisphere you, you can keep the the eastern side does that work okay cool yeah I, I, i'm easy as long as i have some kind of global domination i'm okay with it yeah okay therefore i'm not greedy i'm not greedy not greedy, no just one half it's all good <laughs> <laughs> all right brother well awesome talking thank you everyone for tuning in Make sure to check out Liam's channel, Liam Dempsey on YouTube, also DeploymentZone.tv. There's links I've provided here in this post. So if you're watching it on Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook, you will see those links. Uh, check out his stuff. Check out uh, the channel. Support he and Winters and more, plus more, on DeploymentZone.tv. And thanks for all you do, man. You're a legend. Thank you very much, man. I super appreciate it. Stay tuned, guys.